Government Church. You're listening to this week's message by Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Well, before we get into the message this morning, I want to share a word that one of our members received. Uh, it was two weeks ago last Thursday, so the Thursday before I preached last Sunday's message. Um, and she received this kind of as a prayer direction and a word of prayer uh, in the Thursday morning prayer time that Pastor Theron leads on uh, Thursday mornings from 8.30 to 9.30. And if you happen to miss last week's message, I announced our, our new logo, which you can see in the, the top of your bulletin this week. I also announced the website uh, that Casey mentioned and um, informed everyone also that this morning we would be sharing details about the new building. Needless to say, it was in, in the message included a lot of new, a lot of changes. And uh, this is the word that Jimmy Allison received as she prayed the Thursday before that message. It says, open our hearts to new things, new people, new activities, new direction. Walking with you is new every morning. You offer new every day. Even the old can be new. See things with new eyes. Open our eyes. So, uh, and if you remember last week, one of the verses that I highlighted was Isaiah 43:19. And if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn there, and it'll also be on the screen. But the word that God spoke to Jimmy goes right along with what we have been hearing and where we believe God is leading us here at New Covenant Church. And our prayer is that God will open our hearts and our eyes to every new thing that he has for us. So Isaiah 43 verse 16 says, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. So God starts out saying, this is what I have done in your past. And what he's referring to there is when the children of, of Israel came out of Egypt and they crossed through the Red Sea. And after they crossed, the sea came back together and just uh, took out all of uh, Egypt's army. And this is what God did. And he's saying, this is who I am. This is what I have done. And then immediately in verse 18, this is what he tells Isaiah to tell the people, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland that they may proclaim my praise. And many times in the Bible, God calls us to remember the past and the former things and what he's done. And so this verse isn't telling us never remember again, but it's saying that shouldn't be our focus. That shouldn't be what we dwell on. We shouldn't just remember the past. Remember how good it used to be. Things used to be better, but now they're worse. All we can expect is worse in the future than what we had before. There's nothing good to look forward to. There's nothing to put hope in because the good days are gone and worse days are coming. And God said, that's not true. This is who I was in the past, but I have new things for you today. Today I am at work. Today I am doing new things and you can put your hope and trust in me today. 
We, we serve a living God who's at work today and his plan is going forward just like he has planned from, from the beginning of time and it's on track, it's on schedule and he's going to accomplish everything he has intended and he's saying, I want you to walk with me today. I'm doing new things today. And in that scripture he says, do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? Are you still just looking at the past to what I did before? Look at what I'm doing today. And that's the word that he spoke to Jimmy. And we believe that's the word he's speaking to us, that he's doing things today that he wants us to partner with him. The last thing uh, that I want to point out in this verse is uh, in that passage is verse 21. He says, it's all for him that we will give him praise and proclaim what he has done. It's not about us. It's not so we can have things easy or simple. It's so that we can tell the world, tell this community, tell this city, tell this region, look what God is doing today. He cares about you today. He's doing these things today to reach you and to speak to you, just like he sent that team to those people and brought those people to that community on that day at that moment. They said, we don't know why we're here. God just told us to come because he cared about them today. He knows where we are and he knows what we need. Now flip over to Isaiah chapter 54, uh, just a few chapters over. The passage we're about to look at was the source of a word that Mike Pitts shared, uh, and he's one of our elders. He received this word when we expanded our building uh, previously in 2008. We expanded almost 10 years ago, and we were looking at building something similar to what I'm going to present to you here in a little bit. But... During that time, God gave this specific word. And here's what it says in Isaiah 54, verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. So the elders had been hearing that God was calling us to expand. And again, they were looking at something separate. And then God spoke this verse and they felt like, no, he's literally telling us to expand on the existing structure. And we expanded to the left and to the right and out front. And that added heritage daycare. It added our fellowship hall, the conference room and the foyer that we have here today. And I believe as we were uh, walking into this season, God brought this scripture up to me again. And he said, you're to expand again, but it's in and we're to enlarge our tent. We're to enlarge our building, but it's in a different way and for a different purpose. And the previous purpose was for the generations. And this this new building will be for the generations as well. It's for our children's ministry. It's for our youth ministry. It's for a spark on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's for the daycare during the week, during the day as a big, you know, indoor place that they, they can use. And it's for all those purposes. But God's also been speaking to us that there's something else beyond that, that, that he hasn't revealed to us. We also know that when we um, expand that, we're freeing up all the uses of, of the building today. So right now, um, my wife and, and Amanda and them on, on the children's side are uh, having the children's ministry on Sunday morning. So we've got our, our younger, uh, older kids that are back there on, in the fellowship hall and our little ones in our conference room, which isn't, those weren't built for children's ministry, but we're using every bit of space that we have. There isn't a room in the church that, that is a usable space that we don't use every single week. And that is a phenomenal thing. I, there was a time in my childhood I went to a church where there was like literally a whole wing 
of the church that was just closed off and not used anymore because there was no people. There was no kids. There was no, I mean, they just didn't have the need. It was just empty space. There's nothing here that God's given us that we're, not only are we not using, but we're like, we need, we need more space. And so when this new building is there and the, the kids go over there, um, it's going to free up all this space here to be used for other ministries, for life groups on Wednesday night, for classes on Sunday morning, just countless uses that we just don't have anywhere to go right now because everything is full. So we are excited about what God has for us. The other thing I wanted to mention was I think uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago when we announced the changes in the children's ministry and Candy um, launching the 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 puppet show for the younger kids and the skits for the Sunday morning. I previously said that it would probably, and I mean, this was just me thinking logically. I was like, it's going to take a while. You know, they might do a puppet show once a month or, you know, we're going to scale up and we'll get there eventually. Well, the youth and other volunteers that have, have joined the team and excited about that process, um, just came together. They met with them last Sunday. And so this morning they are starting skits and puppet shows every single week. Like it's already, it's, it's done. You know, they're, they're gonna have it. So if you've got kids back there, ask them about the puppet show when they come out. Ask them about what they thought about the skit, cause they're ministering to them that way today. But if you go in those rooms, that like literally, so the puppet shows in a room that's a conference room. It's not built for that, but we're gonna use it and we're gonna use it for as long as we need to and for the purposes that God calls us, but we believe He's calling us to do new things, new ways, and we're excited about that. Um, another scripture that he used to speak about this process is Psalms 127 verse one. It'll be up on the screen. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. We believe God is building this house and that he has built it up to this point. I think another thing that I failed to mention, um, was when, when they first did that first building project, one of the things that, uh, that God pointed out to Pastor Daryl was the last verse. It says, do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. They started that this last building project in 2008 when everything crashed. And so finances were not good. Things were looking bad. And Pastor Daryl went back to that scripture over and over and over and said, Lord, you said we wouldn't be humiliated. You said we wouldn't be disgraced. And God paid off every single bit of that building and took care of us and provided for all of our needs because he was doing the building, not us. He is our provider. And so um, we believe he's asking us to build with him this morning in worship. God uh, spoke to me, first Corinthians three, nine, and it says, for we are God's fellow workers. Some translations say co-laborers. We believe this is the work he is doing. This is the structures he's building. And he's saying, build with me, work with me, partner with me in what I'm doing. And we have the privilege of working with God in the new things that he's doing today. So these two passages cover his call that we believe we're hearing to build. And now I want to take a look at the two passages that I believe God showed and spoke to me, uh, which provide our vision on how we're going to pay for the construction. We believe that God's called us to do this without taking out a loan, without borrowing any money. And that's kind of different than what most churches or businesses or things would do. But we believe he clearly spoke this. And this is how the vision that we feel like he's given us to do this. If you have your Bible, turn to Exodus chapter 25. The two passages we're about to look at are references on how God instructed Moses and the people of Israel to build the tabernacle when they were in the wilderness. So Exodus 
chapter 25, verses 1 through 2. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel, that they take for me a contribution from every man whose heart moves him. You shall receive the contribution for me. So Moses was just to present the need uh, to the people and then accept the contributions that God laid on their hearts for them to give. And that's what we believe God is calling us to do in this in this project. As I shared this scripture with the elders and read it to them, Pastor Darrell, two two specific words stood out to him. And it was the for me twice in that verse. It says for me that God is saying, take this contribution for me and build this for me. And he's asking us uh, to build with him and to do it for him, that this is for his glory. Uh, the, the verse that we read a moment ago in Isaiah uh, finishes with that it's for uh, his praise. It's for his glory. And that's what we believe God is asking us to do is to celebrate this with him. And, and it will be a sign to not only us, but to the community and everyone in this region of what God is doing and that it's for his glory and his honor. Now flip over to Exodus chapter 36. So just about what, 11 chapters over and it'll also be on the screen. Starting in verse 3, this is what happens after Moses presented the the need. So he presented the need and now this is what happens. Verse 3, and they, the workers, received from Moses all the contributions that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work on the sanctuary. They still kept bringing him free will offerings every morning so that all the craftsmen who were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary came, each from the task that he was doing, and said to Moses, the people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave a command and word was proclaimed throughout the camp. Let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. So when's the last time you've heard a pastor get up and say, stop giving us money. <laughs> stop bringing us supplies. It's too much. It's just it's too much. That's what happened here. Because God was doing the building. God is our provider. He is the one that provides for all of our needs. He provides for our houses and he provides for this house. It's God. He's the one who provides everything. And so they presented the need. And then in the building, what you saw there, it says they were already doing the work of the building as the people were continuing to give the contributions. And that's what we believe God's called us to do is we're going to start building, but we've broken it up into four phases and we're going to build as we have the money for the next phase. If we get done with a phase and it's completed, but we don't have enough money to go on to phase two, we're going to stop and we'll wait. Because it's going to get built as fast as the Lord builds it. We're not building this house. God is. And it's going to be built as fast or as slow as he chooses to build it. And so we'll go through that. But that's what was happening here. And in their case, they outpaced the ability to construct. So they got to a point where they said, we got it all. You can stop. If we get to that point, we'll let you know. <laughs> We're going to keep you updated probably at least on a monthly basis. Every week like we do now, we'll show you the contributions that are going to the Generations Building Fund. But at least monthly, we'll give you a full update on the phases, where we are, all of that kind of stuff. So you'll know. But, but if, we, if that happens, awesome. God is great. And it will build it as fast as they construct. If, 
if the construction outpaces the, the giving, then we'll stop when we get to a stopping point. We'll wait. And that's okay. It's going to be whatever God has for us. So the people gave as God put it on their hearts. And that's, that's the key, is that we seek God and we pray for what he has for us. And I want to stop here just and take a moment to thank each and every one of you because this congregation, this house is phenomenal at hearing God and giving. Um, as Pastor Darrell mentioned earlier, we don't pass offering plates here at New Covenant Church. We, we have boxes here and in the foyer and one here. Um, and tithes, that's how we accept tithes and offerings. Um, if you want to give to the Generations campaign, you can do it on a single check. You can put, you know, on the note that this much to tithe, this much to Generations, or do two checks. If you give online, there's a note field where you're able to designate that. But that's it. We're never going to pass the plate. We're never going to, you know, pressure anybody to give. And every single week, every single month, every single year, uh, you faithfully meet every single one of the needs that God has for, for our house. And it's because of your faithfulness. And we thank you for that. We are so appreciative of that. And we believe that because God's calling us to do this, that he's going to lay what we need on our hearts. And we'll, we'll do that faithfully. And it'll, and it'll go at the speed it needs to go. Um, oh, one other thing I want to say about that is just in our in how we look at scripture and what we believe in tithing is that uh, tithe is the ten is ten percent of your increase, and that's what we believe the Bible says both in the New Testament and the Old Testament on how we give. And the purpose that and the reason God instituted that was one to provide for the ministry to the people. If we didn't accept the contributions that we did, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have this building. We wouldn't have the other. You know, nothing would be here if if we weren't contributing to the work that God has for this community. So by us doing that, it's how God ministers to his people. So that's one thing. And he put that in place to take care of the Levites. If you read the stories and the, and the structure that he put in place, they didn't get land like everybody else because they were going to be provided for by the people. It was going, they were going to be given uh, that 10% and that's how they were going to live. And so uh, that's, that's what God initiated that for. It, one, one reason. The other reason is that he wants us to continually, every single time we have increase, be reminded that we aren't the source of our provision. We, we're not it. He gives us the ability. He gives us the wisdom. He gives us the strength. He gives us the knowledge. He gives us, for us, he gave us the blessing of being born in this country. We wouldn't, you know, the, the things that we see when we go into other areas and on mission fields, I've gone to those places and see what they have. And it's like, you know, Lord, you know, I just thank you for the blessings that you've given us. And so we are doing everything that we can uh, to be faithful with everything that God gives us. And this is where we feel like he's leading us. So um, the that 10 percent is is what operates the church. And then we even give 10 um, percent of what comes in out to support missions locally and internationally and, and in the United States. And part of that's the mission fund that where some of the money that, that helped fund the mission trip that y'all just heard the testimony about. The next thing is offerings. Offerings are what is above and beyond that 10% tithe. And that's what Moses was referring to there. He said they were free will offerings. So this was above and beyond what they were giving as their tithe, that 10% on the increase. So all of this that the people were bringing, they were just like, we are so excited about what God's doing and what he has for us in this that we're going to give above and beyond so much so that it was more than they needed. And I've told the elders throughout this process that, 
and they, I mean, it's not like I had to convince them or anything. They, they've been in agreement the whole time. But what I really felt like is when we got to this point, when we were ready, and really the only thing we were waiting on was God to give us the, the release to go. Because you've heard for years, from the moment we paid off the building, we knew this was where God was leading us, that he was that we were going to be building another building for this purpose, but we didn't know when. We didn't know the exact floor plan or those kind of things. And now we have all that, but we were just waiting for him and his timing and his, his plan. And so, um, but what I believe throughout the whole way, um, and not only have you uh, continued to give, we, from the day that we paid off the building, the previous project, we started making our payment to ourselves. So like, just to put it in your perspective, if you were to pay off your home, but then you were thinking, we're either going to add on or we're going to move somewhere else later, I'm going to keep making my house payment, but I'm going to make it to myself and it's going to go in the bank. Well, that's what we've been doing ever since we paid off the building. And in addition to that, many of you knowing this day was coming have continued to give toward the Generations Building Campaign. So that money has been building and I'll tell you about that here in a minute. Um, but that being said, uh, we 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 set that that money aside for that purpose. Um, so the building project's going to be broken up into four phases, and each one of them can be done separately. And our plan um, again is not to start on the next phase until we get the money for for the next phase. Um, so we're going to take a look at the plans for the new building and the phases that we're looking at. So that is an artist rendition of of the building. Uh, it would be on the south side of the building and the back where the parking lot ends added behind that. And this is a rendition. Um, it's a two-story building and will be, um, it will add 12,000 square feet of usable space to our campus. It'll include one large meeting room, four classrooms, and a large open space upstairs that would be able to easily be converted to up to five additional classrooms if we needed. The plan also includes an additional 38 parking spaces, which is something that we need when, when attendance is higher. So let's take a look at the first floor. The, that large room right there it would kind of be like the equivalent to this space. It's 4,500 square feet. Um, one of the things that, uh, one of the phases that we'll talk about is phase four, um, here in a minute. Uh, but I wanted to share this with you that as we were going through this, one of the things that we, as, as we talk about new things, and last week I kind of mentioned things like, um, you know, if we were updating our home or keeping things current, you know, if you bought a house that was built in the 80s that had never been renovated, it needs some updating. Well, this room that we're in right now, it's been uh, about 20 years since it was updated. So the carpet, the chairs, the walls, everything in here um, is getting close to needing renovation. Actually, probably beyond that, but we felt like it's meeting our needs and we're going to continue to use it um, as God led us. And so we really felt like God was saying we need to, to do this as well, but we believe he's saying that this needs to be done first. Um, but we also felt like we didn't want to do this project, present that need, and get done with it, and then right on the heels of that say, hey, guess what? We need more for this, you know. So we're like, we felt like God was saying, let's present the whole need at one time. This is going to be one kind of contigu- contiguous project, but we're going to do this entirely in the first three phases. And then phase four would include the flooring here, these staircases and those hallways. If you don't know, behind here we have more staircases and a hallway behind here up to a second floor. Um, actually, those carpets go back 
30 years, like, or at least that much to the original construction of the building. So it's even older. Um, but so all of that will be included, uh, new chairs, fixing the walls, repainting them and that kind of thing. And, and we'll get to, to that in just a second. So this is the, the first floor. And the one thing that I want to say about this, and then we'll go ahead and take it to the next slide. Um, you see this large open space there and that, that, uh, that little L adds, uh, 2,500 square feet upstairs and it's all open to start with. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we feel like God's saying that this is going to be used for a lot more than than just our children's spark, youth, you know, the daycare. Because you add up all those things, and there's a lot of other days of the week, a lot of evenings, a lot of time that those rooms are going to be empty. And we believe that God is going to, just like we are today, that every single week, multiple times a week, every single one of these spaces is going to be used. And so this space is going to be freed up. That space is going to be used, but we believe God's going to start using all of these spaces in new and different ways as he shows us and we walk in that. So we're very excited about what he's saying. Another thing that by doing it in this order that it provides is that meeting space, the open space is big enough for us to do this. You know, it might take two, it might take three services, but we could fit in there and worship in that space while this space is being renovated. If we had it done it the other way around, I don't know if we go to a high school, a middle school. So we have to go somewhere to meet, but we will be able to meet in this new space. And I don't know about you, but for me, I see that and I'm like, that is going to be an exciting time when that is finished and we're squished in there and meeting. But we know what he's doing here. We know what he just finished there and what God's been doing in the process. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to be seeing God rolling out all of these new things of what he's doing today in our city, in our community, in our church, and in this place, and how we can minister to those people. But what I saw when four years ago when Candy and I got here was, we, you know, we were in a state of debt. We were in a state of kind of just getting by. Um, and I've, we looked at everything and felt like God was saying, pay down the debt. If you look at any church model today, what they would have said was we should have presented this plan that we're presenting to you this morning four years ago. And that we would say we've got $400,000 of debt and we're going to do this large project and we're going to add the two together and we're going to get a new loan on top of the loan we already got. And we're going to build this because people won't give unless it's to something new. People won't give unless it's to new vision. But we felt like God was saying, no, pay off your debt. (laughs) You just need to get out of debt. And you got excited about paying off our debt. We had every week people were coming to look at the bulletin to see how much it had it had come down. And as it got closer and closer, we were like, I mean, it was just kind of a, a crescendo. They're like, we're going to get out of this mess that, you know, of debt that we're in. And we did it. And God did it. And it was to pay off debt. And that's the part that I've been speaking to the elders of the Quint. I just can't fathom that we got that excited about debt and won't be more excited about actually doing something new. We're not paying off any debt. We're not going to get any new debt. We're just going to build this because God's telling us to build it for him, to give him glory and honor and for what he's doing in our community. So very quickly, um, I want to show you the four phases. Phase one is the architectural plan, the foundation, the structure, the exterior doors and windows for a cost of $260,000. When phase one is complete, we're going to see that at the end of the parking lot. That's phase one. There won't be anything in it. 
We won't be able to use it, but that's going to be there at the end of phase one. Phase two is interior framing, electrical roof, plumbing, heating and air conditioning, site utilities, fire sprinklers for a cost of 241000 Phase three will be completing it out, drywall, paint, interior doors, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, inspection, and the parking lot for a cost of $348,000. So the total cost of that's going to be $849,000. And then finally, once that's all done and paid for, phase four would follow, again, only when we have the funds to move forward, not, you know, we're still going to take out, but we've got $151,000 for all the work here for a grand total of $1 million. And that last one's rounded up a little because one... As we do this, anybody like Stephen Construction would know, if we get to the end of phase one um, and can't continue and we have to stop the whole process and send the workers home and say, you know, we're going to wait till we get the money for phase two, which we will do and it will be okay because that will be the speed God is building. But if that happens, the potential is cost of uh, materials, Labor, all those kind of things can rise. And anybody that's ever gotten like a bid for something knows that they say this bid is good for this long. And after that time, you've got to get a new bid. So if we have to stop, start, stop, start, it may end up costing us more than, a, you know, the million total there. We don't know what. But I do strongly believe if we went out today and got a loan for a million dollars and started paying on it today, we would pay far, far, far more and interest than we'll ever pay in the incremental you know, cost along the way. And the bigger point of that is, this is the way God's telling us to do it. God's saying, do it, pay for it, and let me build it. So, so we're going to be faithful to what he's asking us to do. So what we're asking you this morning is, pray with us. Ask God what he would have you to give. And ask how he would want you to partner with us. And that's it. We, the other part of this is that I felt like God said, we're not asking for commitments. We're not asking for faith promises. We're not asking, you know, for you to say, I'm going to give this much this year or for this for two years or whatever. Whatever God lays on your heart, that's what you give. And you give it for as long as he says or once or, you know, whatever he says, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, that's what we are going to do. And the elders and the other leaders, we're doing the exact same thing. And Candy and I feel like we've heard what God's told us to do. And that's what we're going to do. Um, all of this is exciting. And it's really good news, but I've got some more good news. So I mentioned earlier that when we paid off the building, we started making the payment to ourselves. And many of you continued to give to the Generations Campaign because you knew this day would come. So today, we have $182,000 in cash to start this project. Yes, amen. So we're only $78,000 away from being able to be there on the parking lot. And um, I don't know if y'all, if y'all were here when we first announced to pay off debt, that first week after we'd taken the commitments and kind of said, this is the week we're going to start. And by the way, this is the week we're going to start, you know, just as we go now, because we're starting. We're going to move forward in what God's telling us to do, and we're just going to keep on as it's there. Um, but that first week where we kind of said, here's the day, we took in over $70,000 in one weekend to start the payoff of the debt. So, we this is going to at least be till January or February of this next year if for all the plans and finishing all of that and then the construction is anywhere from five to six months if we start today which we which we are and if we just go straight forward six months in that's done and we're seventy eight thousand dollars away 
I have no question that we're, you know, that we're going to be there. Um, and if we have enough to go straight into phase two, we will. If not, we'll stop. And again, that's okay. But this is where God has us today that we're, so that while we're presenting the total cost, we've already got almost $200,000 to kick us off. Um, and just as a reminder, everything that, that's given to that campaign will go straight to the, to the building. Um, next week, we're going to have the full plans in the foyer on two um, uh, easels out in the foyer. So not only will you see everything we had up here, there's additional drawings of every face of the building and some additional information. And so those will be out there for you to look at anytime you want to. If you have any questions about what we're doing, how we're doing it, or anything like that, you can talk to me, any one of our elders, um, and we would be happy to answer those questions. We are so excited about the new things that God is doing. He's at work. He's building his house, and he's asking us to be co-laborers with him. He's going to build it for him, and we're going to work with him to build it for him and for his glory. Just like we read in Isaiah 43, he's doing new things that we might be able to proclaim his praise, both to Lampasas, to this region, to the United States, and even to the world, because that's what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Dearly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for what you have provided us uh, today from our past, Lord. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for what you called your people to do 30 plus years ago, Lord. And we thank you. We honor everyone who's had a hand in everything that's been up, done up to today. But Father, we recognize and we acknowledge that you are doing something now. In our day, your mercies are new today. You are our provider for our homes, for our families, for our children. And you're our providers for this house. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we, we're going to walk with you and co-labor with you that we might proclaim your praise. In your name we pray. Thank you for Amen. listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.